what's really exciting about the Evening Scholarships for me is that this year um, we've managed to send a record number of people to the UK. So we're sending 60 scholars from South Africa. That's in the current ongoing scheme. So these people have been interviewed and selected throughout the year that we've just gone through. If you add on the Sutu and Swaziland, that's another 14. And if you add on the people going on British-funded Commonwealth scholarships to the UK, you get somewhere almost close to 110, 111 people. You know, essentially, it's also, of course, a leadership scheme. So people um, are invited to take part in Chevening who've already got two years relevant work experience and who basically, you know, are the potential leaders of your country. Have you actually seen the impact that the scholarship has had in working in these three countries? I do, actually. Increasingly, I do, because, um, you know, we, we meet up with Chevening scholars when they come back, and particularly the ones in Lesotho and Swaziland, perhaps because it's a smaller society altogether, um, are very present with us and are already, you know, some of them have gone back to posts that they had in the government, others are working in the private sector, several are working in the civil society sector. But you can see that they are articulate, they're more skilled. Um, yeah, they're absolutely impacting on their country's capabilities. I think that's, the, that's really the, the big deal that, you know, you are, because you can take these scholarships in, an incredibly wide range of things. I mean, you know, it can be health, administration, it can be international relations, it can be law, it can be um, fashion retail management. We've got somebody doing that this year. It could be in biosciences, life sciences. You know, it can be really across the board. So actually, I've particularly seen, we had, I think perhaps about two, three years ago, there was just a number of students who were studying renewable energy and um, sort of climate change and energy. And I don't know, I hesitate to say that South Africa's prowess in renewable energy since then, but I'm sure it has benefited from these people who were already prominent in their field, just becoming more skilled and coming back and injecting that into the system. How would you respond to critics who say this is about, about creating that sympathy you know, for a foreign government rather than young people investing in their own country, showing commitment in the education in their own country, country and doing that at home and building it at home rather than going overseas? I think that's pretty easily sort of argued back against, if you see what I mean, in the sense that, you know, people who come on Chevening Scholarships have already invested in their country and their country's already invested in them. I mean, these are people who've gone through the education system and have already worked in their society. Coming to the UK and getting more sympathy for the UK, well, I think I'd argue that you know, we're all aspiring to a more peaceful world where people do have greater sympathy for other countries and are not just wrapped up entirely in their own country. And I, therefore, you know, spend a lot of my time also trying to encourage, I don't have to do too much, actually, but trying to encourage people to come and work and study in South Africa because I think sort of, you know, that first-hand experience is so critically important. You know, let's get the two-way exchange going. Um, I'm also running with the South African government, uh, 30 million pound scheme called the Newton Fund, which Dash and I think you know about, but which is really promoting research and development on a completely equal basis. Both sides contribute equal amount of money, equal amount of people, um, you know, which is being lapped up by researchers and developers on both sides, if you like, of uh, your, you're at the bottom of the sort of um, Africa, we're at the top of Europe, um, you know, across that sort of spectrum. So I think I'd say, 
you know, yes, invest in the country, of course, absolutely. And that's obviously what we're doing with all of our various education programs here. But keep the horizons wide. It is a world in which countries and people need to be global, but global in the sense of not trying to exploit each other, but global in the sense of understanding each other better and bringing their talents to each other's countries. You know, take the best of South Africa to the UK, bring back the best of the UK to South Africa. What, what sort of benefit is there for, for Britain? Oh, I mean, there's a huge benefit, huge benefit. I mean, you know, if you look at, um, if you look at the whole history of, for example, I mean, one, one measurement anyway, British Nobel Peace Prize winners, um, or British Nobel Science winners. I think Britain's got the incredible sort of, you know, we're really, considering the number of people we have, we're really high up the stakes. But when you look at many of the people who win the scholarships, they are people whose families came to the UK out of persecution, fleeing from persecution, out of economic migration across the, across the years. And, you know, when you're in London, as they say, I mean, seven out of ten people are born elsewhere. So any suggestion that the UK is not a global, multicultural, international uh, country um, absolutely falters on the facts. Yes, there have been concerns raised. How could one deny that about the sort of the extent and the sort of the ability of the country to absorb a lot of migration?